Hello, and welcome to another issue of Longbox Small Talk. My name is Rodney Heron, and as you can probably tell by the way I'm not being insulted, uh, I am alone today. There is no Bill. Bill, unfortunately, was unable to make it to recording, so it's just going to be me on my lonesome today. Uh, but we still got a great show for you. First show of the new year, so we're super excited about that. 2016. Now, 2015 was pretty great for Longbox Small Talk. We started out in June, and uh, we're now on issue issue 27. So, uh, if this is your first episode turning into <laughs> tuning into Longbox Small Talk, um, we sometimes play around with the idea that every episode that comes out is actually an issue of a comic book. See, because we're a comic book podcast, or at least we try to be. Um, now, this particular episode, since I'm, I'm winging it, it's probably going to be a little bit shorter uh, than normal. Um, I'm shooting for like 25, 30 minutes, but we'll see what we end up with. Um, now, this week in comics, uh, there were a few that I would uh, that I that I did end up picking up um, that I would kind of recommend, and, and I'll go over those. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some advertisements that I found in a while reading Alias, uh, the Alias Max Jessica Jones story. Uh, we're going to mention that for a little bit, um, and then I also had a question posed by a, a listener. Uh, and the listener is actually my wife, um, Melissa. She wanted to know what are some good comic books uh, for beginners to get into. So we're going to be covering all that this issue uh, here at Longbox Small Talk. So, all right, coming back from what I hope to have been a small break. Um, uh, I first I want to start out this issue uh, talking a little bit about the recent comic books that came out. Now this would have been the week of, of Christmas, uh, December twenty third. Um, because comics come out every Wednesday, for those of you who don't know, in, in, in the know. Um, so Wednesdays is, is comic book day. Um, so I think I drove to Toxic City on probably Thursday uh, to see what I had missed. And they had a few out that I, I just absolutely had to pick up. Um, Deadpool number four uh, was one of those. Now, Deadpool number four, if you haven't been following along in the storyline, Deadpool is using his money to finance the Unity Squad, uh, which is the Avengers, and he's also created another organization called Mercs for Money. Now, if that sounds funny to you, it's because it is a play off of Heroes for Hire, uh, which is Iron Fist and Luke Cage's old uh, kind of mercenary uh, organization. Uh, now, Deadpool, obviously being Deadpool, uh, he's not content with just hiring people off the street for mercs for money, no. Uh, he goes and finds the the craziest, weirdest sack of fools um, that he possibly can. Uh, let me just, let me read you out some of these. And, and these are not, like, A-list people. Um, you might recognize a few of them, but... Uh, these, you know, this is a D-list setup that he's got here. So, uh, Stingray, Slapstick, Solo, Terror, Fool Killer, Fool Killer. Why can't I say that? Fool Killer, Fool Killer, and a guy named Madcap. Now, in, in this issue, and which I actually only picked the issue up because of the cover. Um, he previously he had each of those. Uh, people that I named, his employees, dressing up like Deadpool and performing uh, heroic acts in his name. Now, 
uh, now someone's actually trying to frame Deadpool. So in this issue, he makes it a big deal that everyone has to dress differently. So what he does is he gives each of them a different colored, uh, kind of Deadpool-looking uh, uniform. Um, so the, the front cover is simply all of these characters wearing their different colored. It's just a cascade of rainbows. It's, it's amazing. I absolutely love this cover. Um, I absolutely had to have it. It had to be in my collection. So um, I picked it up, and I, I even the story was was really really interesting. Um, in this episode, in this issue, um, Deadpool, since he is the financier of the Avengers, uh, and you know the Avengers, that's millions billions of dollars. Mercs for for hire. I'm sorry, <laughs> mercs for money. Mercs for money. Um, for some reason, their paychecks are not being honored. The checks are bouncing. Deadpool's got no money, and he's too tied up with trying to figure out who's trying to frame him for murder that he hasn't paid any of these guys. So, obviously, it, it, it stands to reason that one of these people are his betrayer. Um, and in this, episode, in this issue, you actually get to find out who that betrayer is. Um, I'm not going to say it here, because it's definitely worth a read. Um, but I absolutely love Deadpool, and, and I don't even mind the fact that they kind of made him not quite as wacky and crazy, um, and he stays out of his head a lot. There's no more bickering with himself. Uh, he bickers with the other characters in the book, um, which I, I think is great, um, especially now that he's someone that other people actually have to go to for help. You know, I mean, can you imagine if your boss was Deadpool? Hey boss, like the the fucking printer's stuck. It's I don't know, it's jammed somewhere in there. You know for a fact that Deadpool would be having that thing full of TNT and thrown out the window, or, or you know something absolutely crazy. Um, but in, in this, it, it actually it's kind of nice to see him like that because people are trying to expect more from him, even though he's pretty much the same old Deadpool. Now, like I said before, he's not quite as crazy, um, which I think is not a bad thing. Uh, I think that's just them making it uh, ready for, you know, making the audience ready for the Deadpool that they're they're coming out in February, that version, um, the Ryan Reynolds version, um, which, you know, at LST, we all have massive, you know, boners for that, for Ryan Reynolds. You know, Ryan Reynolds is... Green uh, Lantern, not so much, but throw some red spandex on him. Ah. So, uh, those are all words of Bills, by the way. Uh, that's that's not me. I just, I just wanted to make clear on that. But uh, Deadpool number four, uh, great issue. Go to your local comic book shop, pick that up. Um, it's definitely one for the wall. It's, it's a showpiece, I think. Um, it's just an absolute... It, it, it was great to read. It was fun. And, and that's what I'm liking about a lot of the new Marvel, all new, all different, is, is they're fun. Um, maybe they don't make the best story choices for those. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, I'm looking at you. I, I don't really give a shit about the Zodiacs. Um, not my favorite, but that's okay, because it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. In Amazing Spider-Man number five, uh, when Peter Parker is taking on the, the Zodiac... Um, I was almost kind of impressed. Uh, I don't particularly want to ruin it, but this is the first time I've seen the Zodiac as a legitimate threat to P 
Peter Parker or Parker Industries. Um, apparently, they're under some new management that, that that has a brain that's not in their ass. Because um, in they kind of trick Shield into helping them find something that they were looking for. Um, and, and so everything that has gone on in the past few issues with the Zodiac has been one big uh, kind of trap, basically, uh, for Shield and Spider-Man. But it, it's it's a great issue, and again, it, it follows that the kind of more lighthearted, fun uh, atmosphere that Marvel has really been going for. Um, but it, it, it's just it's just great. I, I, I love how fun these books have gotten. Every panel is is, is just full of action. Um, I mean, it's not just Spider-Man swinging across New York like it used to be. I mean, now you have him in gadgets, and he's got a spider-mobile, and a spider-submarine, and a spider-copter, and a spider... I mean, he's got a spider-everything. I mean, it's the new 1960s Batman all over again. Um, holy gadgets, Spider-Man. Um, but that's just who he is now. He's basically Marvel's new Iron Man. He's the, the smart, techie guy that everybody's going to go to. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just really having fun reading it. Um, like I said, the Zodiac is not the the rogues gallery <laughs> villains that I would have gone with. Um, but it, they're making a really good read. And at the end of this one, um, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see that someone working with uh, Peter is not who you think they are. And no, it's not the guy that immediately jumped to mind. Um, it's not that big mysterious robot that uh, is actually Dr. Octopus. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens with him too. But he's not even the focus of the story. The focus of the story is, is the Zodiac and uh, how they are searching for something and using shield to do that. Um, another great pickup. I would I would definitely read this one and, and, and pick it up. Um, another great cover. Um, this one actually was supposed to have a tribute to a British TV show, um, but at the last minute, I guess some contract stuff fell through because uh, Marvel changed the cover. Um, the people that were in the background in the double-decker bus were actually supposed to be, um, I believe it was called Thick of It, but it was the the cast of the thick of it. Um, but I, like I said, I, I guess it just fell through. Um, so that didn't end up happening. But it's still a great read. Still, I mean, despite that, I'm, I'm not even a, a fan of that show anyway. But you hate to hear of, of things like that being pulled. Um, now, the last one that I want to talk about um, that I picked up, and, and I know that I'm, I'm mainly focusing in Marvel here, but that that's kind of where I lean. I, I, you know how you... They always say, like, one of your balls leans lower than the other. My Marvel ball is, like, a lot lower than my DC ball. Um, and then I've got a third, like, image ball that's that's pretty big, too. But, you know, that's another story. Um, Marvel's just been knocking it out of the park lately. Um, and DC is still kind of floundering with their Batman story. And despite him not being here, he, uh, Bill actually just texted me a little bit ago and he said that we were actually right. Um, all this is going to be resetting anyway in the DC universe with all new number ones. Um, that it, that's probably going to happen around June. 
um, is what Bill was telling me. Now, I don't know the source on that. That could be bullshit, but um, that's what the Billmeister says, so we're going to go with that for now. Um, now, the, the third book that I really wanted to touch on today um, is going to be Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson. Um, so this is Sam Wilson, which is a.k.a. the Falcon. Um, this is his tenure as Captain America. Um, after Captain America basically lost his superpowers um, since Secret Wars. Now, Sam Wilson is a little bit of a different creature than, than Captain America ever was. Um, in this particular issue, um, which is going to be Captain America Sam Wilson number four, um, he's still wear cap. He was, he was previously turned into a weird a lycanthropic version of Captain America. Um, so in he, I, I found it funny because Captain America is supposed to be this regal kind of character. Um, he's not supposed to be seen doing anything un-American or weird or outside the norm. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, waspy kind of character. Um, but in this issue, they have Sam Wilson, who is now Captain America, but you know, he, he's he's the Captain America of a divided America. Um, half the people in America don't even think that he should be Captain America. Um, but you see him as a werewolf Captain America eating out of the garbage. Which, you know, I'm sure the tablets jumped all over. Um, so not his... Um, he's going up against the Serpent Squad. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, that's Serpent Society. Serpent Squad. Um, he's going up against the Serpent Society, but they've actually gone legitimate, it seems like. Now, of course, there's still murder and all kinds of other things that happen in this issue, but, um, but yeah, the Serpent uh, Society is now Serpent Solutions, a semi-legitimate business um, where they basically are strong-arming uh, Wall Street into giving them money for not only protection, but to make the kind of decisions that businesses don't want to be associated with. So uh, they do they do like a, a PowerPoint that explains exactly what Serpent Solutions can do for the business, and it's a lot. And in a surprising turn of events, <laughs> it seems to be a theme with the the few books this week. Um, Captain America, Cap Wolf is betrayed by someone. Um, again, I'm not going to ruin who it is because it, it's it's a pretty good surprise. Uh, I didn't see it coming. I know that. Um, but he is actually captured at the end of this issue. Now, what I found really interesting was there was a, a small ad at the very end of this issue showing a redesigned Falcon. Um, now, I haven't heard anything. Now, if, if Bill was on, I'm sure he would know all about this. But um, the new Falcon, obviously, is not going to be Captain America. So someone is actually taking over as uh, the new Falcon. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see who, who that's going to end up being. Um, I, I, while the Falcon's never been like a great character, like not one of my favorites, now that he's integrated into like the mythos of Captain America, I really want to see who fills his old shoes.
Well, that's it for comic books this week. Um, if you have anything you want to say, anything you've read recently, uh, you can always talk to us at uh, Longbox Small on Twitter. Uh, you can take pictures and surprise us with your amazing artistic skills uh, on Instagram at Longbox Small. You can go over to Facebook. We've got a Facebook you can like. Um, that's going to be Longbox Small Talk. Surprise, surprise, our name, woo! Uh, and then also you can always go to longboxsmalltalk.com um, where you can go to our store and donate some money. Uh, if you like what you hear, throw us a dollar or two. Um, I mean, I think we're at least worth that, right? I mean, pocket change. Um, would you rather listen to a bunch of episodes of this or have, like, one burrito? Um, I know me, I'm LST all day, every day, so that burrito would be in the garbage, but... Um, you can go to our store, donate some money, you can go play some games, some Halls of Obscurity. Um, you can old, read old blog posts, see what we're up to. Um, there's all kinds of stuff you can do on there. Um, and, and there's more coming. We're, we're always taking new ideas and trying to integrate into the site. Um, but if you have any suggestions, you can hit us up on one of those other social media, any kind of social media. Um, just start emailing random people with, Rod, you know, named Rodney. I mean, it you could also get lucky and see us at Toxic City, um, which is going to be our local comic book shop in Lamarck that we're always in. Chevy. Shout out to Chevy. Whoop whoop. Um, I'm going to have to be on his show again one day. I had a great time with those guys. Um, but I, I think the thing that I want to take away from, and I, something I want to push for this new year, is I want to get our community more involved. Uh, you know, we always try our best to, to stay involved with the community. Um, but I, I really want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, if there's something you disagree with on the show, let us know if we're wrong. Like, I know we are, like, 80% of the time. We don't mind being wrong. We've done it before. Just let us know. I mean, we're always here for you. We always want to hear what you have to say. Um, and the last thing I have to talk about is probably iTunes reviews. Now, I mean, I hate to say it. I hate it being reality, but iTunes reviews rule the world right now. Um, so if you like Longbox Small Talk, you like what we do, uh, please go give us a review. Um, good or bad, obviously, but, you know, better is better, as they say. Um, so five stars if you can, um, but stars. Um, throw so, getting back on target. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about today is... is my wife had a good question for me. Um, she wanted to know, as a new comic fan, what could she get into? What should, what could she start reading right now and not be lost in 50 years of continuity? Um, and, and, and actually, my first word of advice is if you're a new comic book reader, read everything. Everything you can get your hands on. Borrow from friends. Uh, buy things that look interesting. Uh, buy trades. Uh, look online. I mean, there's about... I don't know. There's about 100,000 different kinds of lists of top comic books you must read. Um, any of those. Any of those. Um, but my personal... Those self-contained kind of... Um, stories that had their run and, and they finished and and you have the whole tale already out there for you um, I really enjoy those um, and I, I, I think a new reader would as well um, the first one that comes to mind that, that's like that um, and it's one of my personal favorites is Why the Last Man 
um, which is the tale of Yorick, um, the young kind of actor type, um, but he, he's actually a magician, uh, and his young uh, monkey that he's supposed to be training um, for for people who are disabled. He's supposed to be training this monkey to take care of people when he can't even take care of himself. Um, but it, it's just a great story. Um, he ends up being the very last male alive on planet Earth. Um, a plague or illness happens in the first few pages. Um, the first few pages, you, you read it, and all the males start dying, vomiting blood. There's terror in the streets and at that point you're basically hooked you have to read all 50 plus issues um and this this isn't an eisner award-winning series um so you know pretty popular i'm guessing um i'm not a huge fan of eisner i don't know who the fuck he is or why he can judge me for reading what i want to read but apparently he liked it too so um that's that's a great book to start out with um the Walking Dead is, a, is another one. Now, I know it's, it's an ongoing, but they have... I think they're on issue, like, 150, 160, somewhere in that range. Um, so, you can buy the compendiums from previous issues very easily, digitally, you know, via hardback, 20, 40 bucks, somewhere in that range, um, depending on how you, you actually purchase it. Um, but it, it, it's a buy... I reread The Walking Dead probably every few months, starting from issue one all the way to, to, to whatever's current. Uh, I restart every time that I, I want to get current with Walking Dead. Um, so it, it's definitely something that you can reread over and over again. Uh, and what's great about it is that it's a human drama with zombies, um, and it really shows you who, who's the bigger evil. Is it desperation? Or is it zombies? Is it an actual monster? Or is it what you go through to survive something like a zombie apocalypse? Um, so I, I can't recommend uh, The Walking Dead more for a, for a new reader. Um, Watchmen is something else uh, that kind of is like that. It's a self-contained story. You get all everything. And do not talk to me about before Watchmen. That doesn't count. <laughs> That's like the prequels in my eyes. Um, we want to talk about the old, the old uh, Alan Moore original that spawned the movie that I'm sure he hated. Um, Watchmen is just a great story. It was actually one of the first books to give heroes flaws, um, and it really started this theme that's been so prevalent in entertainment since the '80s. Um, it's another, it's another one of those stories that. It may seem long and heavy, but once you're done with it, it's it's like sex. It's it's just you can't believe you just had it. You're just laying there smoking your cigarette, trying to figure out what just happened and why you're sticky. Another of my favorites is uh, Transmetropolitan, um, and this is another image book about a journalist named Spider Jerusalem, who after a self-imposed exile uh, into uh, from a mountain. Uh, he basically lived out in the woods. Um, he is pulled back into a dystopian future city um, that you really kind of have to see to believe. Um, I mean, think New York, uh, but on a scale and grandeur and 
weirdness that you've never seen before. Um, it, it, you re- like I said, you really have to see it to believe it. It's another one of those um, kind of comics where you can take a magnifying glass to it and find all kinds of, of hidden little nuances. Um, and it's so strange because in the future of Transmetropolitan, um, everyone accepts everyone for the most part, and nothing is weird. Oh, looks like that guy's a, a sentient cloud of nano machines. Oh, cool. A talking bulldog with no nuts who is a detective. Um, oh, cool. There's reservations where they have ancient societies that are preserved forever. Um, oh, I'm going to die because a, a, a super ad went off in my brain and gave me, you know, face cancer. I mean, just. These are a few of the things that, that kind of sort of happen in this book. Um, and it's a great read. It's so well written. Um, and it's really written, uh, a lot of it, through the eyes of uh, Spider-Jerusalem, who's a kind of Hunter S. Thompson, gonzo, in-your-face, take-on-the-political-machine kind of writer. Um, and, it, and it's great, and it, it's really awesome for someone like me, who's very anti-authoritarian, and I'm just... You know what, thinking back, I think I may have actually said image for Transmetropolitan, but it's actually a Vertigo title. Um, I think uh, Warren Ellis uh, is the writer of it. But but either way, um, Transmetropolitan, one of my favorites. Uh, again, you can buy the volumes out there at your local comic book shop, or you can pick it all up digitally for a little bit cheaper if you're a cheap ass. Uh, but me, I kind of, I, I prefer the paper. Um, if, I, if I have the money, I'm definitely going to throw it towards the paper version even if it's a little bit more expensive. And luckily, you can actually pick up my next recommendation, um, all their volumes in paperback, for pretty cheap. Um, Ultimate X-Men. While a lot of people didn't really like it, I think it would be a great place for someone who's new to comics to start. Um, because Ultimate X-Men was kind of a reimagining, a reinvention, a, a rebooting of X-Men. Uh, to try and get new readers uh, in the early 2000s, uh, early to mid 2000s, and um, for the most part, it, it was it was well received. Um, it kind of retold the story of the X Men beginning and Iron Man and the Avengers, which uh, are called the Ultimates in this version. Um, now, the Ultimate X Men, um, a few of them are actually still around. Um, they they survived Secret Wars um, and Battle World. Um, but the Ultimate Universe is actually gone. It's it's actually ending with, I believe, Ultimate End, which is still going on right now. Um, but the Ultimate X-Men only lasts around about 100 issues, um, and it was uh, written by Mark Millar. Um, and I, I always kind of really love everything Mark Millar does. He's a very creative person. He comes up with a lot of my favorite books are, are, are written or... or uh, you know, have some kind of input by him. Um, but any of those really are, are also... Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, the Preacher is another good one. Um, I, that's another one that I reread every every few months uh, from start to finish. Um, and I'm also looking forward to the TV show. We've talked about it before. Uh, the Seth Rogen-produced AMC uh, soon-to-be hit. I know we're all looking forward to... So pick up any of those if you're a new reader or, or haven't picked up any of those before. Because um, even if you haven't read them before, my god, man, they're 
every single one of uh, of the books that I just spoke about are just about as close to perfect as a comic book can be. Now I'm sure I missed some, and that's where you come in. Um, if I miss something here, uh, please tweet us. Let me know. Um, because I know for a fact I've left out a few. I mean, Long Halloween, people, come on. Gotta hit up with some Long Halloween. Well, that's it for this week of Longbox Ball Talk. I'm Rodney, and on behalf of my co-host, Bill, we'll see you next issue.